Here we are now, and today I'd like to take a quick little look at the old age question, where did I come from? Where did you come from? (laughs) This is a classic philosophical question, and today I just thought we'd have a bit of fun with answering this through two or three different levels. And by the time we've gone through these three levels, then You'll get the picture, you'll get the idea, and you'll be able to put it into multiple levels. And you'll be able to actually, in an ultimate sense, (laughs) ultimately in an ultimate sense, (laughs) you'll be able to answer where anything comes from. Now, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's just keep it down to earth and let's just stick with this. Now, we've got three levels, three ways in which you can answer where did I come from. One is... Where did your body come from? Two is, where did your personality come from? And three is, where did your soul come from? Ooh, spooky. Hope it's not too spooky for you. I hope you're not too turned off by the occult. Wait, the occult? The, what do you call the gothic culture? I guess you call it gothic culture. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. So... Where did I come from? Well, where did your body come from? That's easy. That's simple. Your body came from half your mother and half your father. Question answered. Where did your body come from? Half your mother, half your father. Of course, if we think just a little bit more about this, (laughs) then you realize, well, which half exactly? Was it the top half? Was it the bottom half? Was it the left half? The right half? Which which half was my mother and which half was my father? I don't exactly know. Some people would say, well, you have your mother's eyes. Or something like that, right? And it's like, okay, well, don't ask me what other parts are from which other parts, right? (laughs) So it's not exactly clear which parts are which, but it's safe to say somewhere in there, each part is either from your mother or your father. So it's a little bit more complicated than just what we would initially think, but not too much more complicated. So question answered. But hold on a second. What about where my mother came from and where my father came from? If I'm half my mother and half my father, then that means my mother would have been half her mother and half her father, which means I'm actually one quarter my grandfather, one quarter my grandmother, and one quarter my other grandma, and one quarter my other grandfather. And then, by that logic, well, I've got the next generation, which means I'm one sixteenth. Is it one eighth or one sixteenth? I think it's one sixteenth. But this is where the limits, you know, we see very quickly the limits of my mathematical mind. That means I'm one-sixteenth my great-grand... 
fathers, there must be four of them, and one-sixteenth my great-grandmothers. So there must be, wait, four of them? Two, four, six, eight. So there must be eight of them. I I I can't visualize it. I my my maths like I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get like a piece of paper and like somehow you know write down the different equations as to work out which generation is what proportion. But the the point is, if if I think about this, even if I don't do the maths, then I realize that I'm a quarter of a quarter of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of people going back. Years and years and generations and generations and centuries and centuries. And where does it begin? Where does it really start? With the Neanderthals? With the chimpanzees? With the amoebas? With the rocks? It's really like, well, I must go back infinitely. I must be a portion of a portion of every part of the universe. Which I guess is the answer to the question, where does my body come from? So that answers that level. Where do I come from? Where does my body come from? It's as simple as half my mother and half my father. Okay, so that's the body. Let's move on to the next level, the the personality. Now, what is personality? Personality is basically the way you talk, the way you act, the way you present yourself, your persona, the way you are in the environment. And basically, this comes from your conditioning. Your personality is conditioned by your culture, your society, and also every variant of that or every subset of that, including your friends, your school, your play dates, your family as well, right? So your mum and your dad do have a component of this. They have a, have, a, have a say in a sense of this. And it's like, well, okay, so by the same logic of my body being half of one thing and another, how is my personality going to follow that structure? Well, Here's how it works. When you have a word, then you can either say that word or you can not say that word. And that's a choice, right? It's either or. Just like is it your mother or is it your father? And as you learn more words, then you get to choose as to what words you can use, which are also the words you choose not to use at certain times. So this would be like the programming of your language, the programming of your mind as you learn to speak as a baby through childhood into your adolescence. On another level of the personality, you have the way you act because you act in a certain way. Now, when we get into that, the variables are not just either or or on and off, right? It's not binary because... You could say I can move my hand here or I can move my hand here or I can move my hand here or I can move my hand here, right? So we're always choosing between this in, inside this field of options which would 
disappear as to why personality is so unique, right? Why our actions are so unique. Now, of course, in another way of looking at it, actions are not exactly unique because under the human condition, there are certain actions that, well, we all do, right? We all have to eat. We all have to shower. We all have to go to the bathroom. We all have to sleep. We all have to do certain things. We all have to relate in certain ways in the family environment. So on on one level, the, the action is the same, right? Learning to clean your teeth is the same for everyone. Learning to eat a meal is the same for everyone. But that's where the personality comes in because the, the, the exact way, the exact movement of the hand out of that field as a choice out of that field is what's giving you your personality. If we were to film you know, 10 children all eating at a table and they all have the same meal and we set the camera up right so that they're exactly watching them the same, then, then the whole thing would be different for each of them, right? They would have different arm movements, different processes. You know, some kids might not even eat the food, <laughs> right? They might start throwing it all over the place. So on one level, the actions are the same and they're sort of set, but on another level, then you sort of uh, randomize. Now, whether it's a choice or whether it's randomized, that's sort of, that completely gets too far off the point. That's not what we're talking about. That's not a discussion as to where, where we come from, right? That's not in this idea. But the personality is this thing of how is it crafted through the influences of the environment, the, the social relationships, the choice of words, and the choice of actions. So that's where your personality comes from. And you can see why it's unique. You can see why every person is their own thing. And in some ways you could say, well, culture does not necessarily encourage individuality it doesn't encourage the natural way in which people want to move about their lives move about their day-to-day activities it could be argued that well culture is trying to make us all the same in many ways it's actually trying to get us to do things in a very similar way because then we're predictable because then well we can speculate as to any number of motives as to why it could be that way. And that's, that's sort of another limit to this conversation. But your personality is your actions, your words, your thoughts, your interaction with the environment, your interaction with the people in your life. That is how you develop your personality. So now we come to the soul. Where does the soul come from? Where does your essence come from? If you don't like the word soul, then you can use the word essence. And your essence is something that's beyond your personality. It's also beyond your body. Your essence is that thing that comes alive when you are creative. Your essence is the thing that comes alive when you are being insightful, when you're using wisdom, when you're speaking truth. 
Your essence is what comes online when you have an idea, when you have a vision of the future, when you have a new feeling, when you perceive something beyond the mundane, when you have a mystical experience, right? This is when your soul is coming through. Now, all of these things, they actually require all of the two previous levels that we've talked about, right? They require action. They require a body. So when you are creative, just to take one example, you you still have to move your body, right? In any way, whether you're typing on a computer or playing a musical instrument, then you're, you're using your body, right? There's a physical nature to it. And then you're also using your personality, right? Because there's a choice of how to act. There's a choice of how to move it, right? So how you play the saxophone is up to your personality, right? Uh, If we get 10 people playing the saxophone and we all film them, just like we film 10 kids eating breakfast, then the, the way in which they play the saxophone is going to be different. That's the personality. But the next level beyond that is the creativity. Those 10 saxophone players might have different degree well they would have different degrees of creativity of inventiveness right some saxophone player out of that 10 is going to be playing something that you've never heard before you're going to be thinking wow that's amazing i've never heard anything like that how did you discover that oh they've got so many ideas they've got so much creativity and yet some of the others you might say well <laughs> That's a bit boring. (laughs) That's a bit lame, those licks, right? I've heard that before, right? (laughs) And you you could argue, well, is that personality or is that soul, right? And some, some, I mean, I guess, I guess it's semantics really as to this difference between soul and personality in, (laughs) in music. And I think, I think really a lot of the time when we say that person's got a lot of personality, it means, well, they've actually got a lot of soul, right? <laughs> but, you know, we don't, we don't need to linger on that too much. But the, the expression of soul or the, the inventiveness, where does that come from? Where does your soul come from? And this is that... I mean, the answer is that it doesn't come from where anything else has come from, right? It doesn't come from where your body comes from. It doesn't come from where your personality comes from. It's got to be somewhere else. It's got to be something else that brings your soul. Now, I don't want to put a label to it. I don't want to put a word to it. I mean, is it enough to answer the question as to where your soul comes from? somewhere else is that a cop-out answer maybe but i believe it's something that is beyond this world now i don't want to speculate as to what's beyond this world right it doesn't seem right to it doesn't serve our purposes as to well how is that going to help us and really to get a sense of this you have the experience of of channeling Right When you have a sense of something coming from another world through you, such as when you're doing a peak performance on the saxophone, then 
that will give you a sense of being in your soul. And in that case, something sort of ethereal is going to be happening with your body and with your actions and with your mind, right? That's how you know you're in your soul. That's how you know you're operating from your soul. It's because these lower levels have become second to this higher order, this higher form. So where does your soul come from? Well, your soul is the thing that has been around since before you were born. Your soul, sort of in the Buddhist tradition or the Buddhist religion, would be that it enters into the womb and then latches onto your body and then uses that as a vehicle to go through life. And, of course, it's not a given that it's awakened, right? Just like it's not a given that personalities are allowed to flower, it is not a given that souls are allowed to come through, souls are allowed to expand and have their day and to actually play their song, right? It's, it's possible to, to have the soul of a saxophone player and yet to not take the actions and to have the personality to bring that about to make it happen, right? There has to be a number of things that coincide and collide with the process in order for that to allow. And you could argue, well, does everyone have a soul? And ultimately, yes, just like everyone has a personality. But again, the the flip side is, well, has it been allowed to come through? Has it been allowed to be developed? Has it been allowed to express itself? And the soul as coming from somewhere else really only expresses itself as to where where the things have been removed that are blocking it. Where how how has it been allowed by removing the things that are stopping it? Because I believe it's something that natural naturally wants to come through. So to say where is your soul where does your soul come from? Where, do, where does your soul come from? In a practical sense, it's like, where does your creativity come from? Where does your sense of awe come from? And I mean, I've lingered on this thing of creativity and the saxophone player is just one example, right? Because awe is also part of this. Awe, inspiration, that's also part of the soul, right? That's not personality, Inspiration isn't personality, even though it's, it, it involves it, right? Your, pers- your personality is going to express your inspiration or your mind is going to have ideas about inspiration. And if you're in an inspiring setting, then your body is going to have some sort of interaction with the physical environment that is going to cause the inspiration, right? Because you might, you might see something or you might hear something, right? So that's the physical level. But... The awe is really on the level of the soul. The, the awe, the, the astonishment, right? Astonishment is another good word for awe. Where does that come from? What has allowed that to occur within you? And that is your soul. And where does soul come from? Well, it's always been there. Your soul has always been there. 
just like in a certain certain sense your body has always been there in that it came from all the generations past and just like that your personality has always been there in that it came from your society and your culture it's this web of connections it came from everywhere where where did your personality come from well it came from everywhere where did your body come from well it came from everyone where did your soul come from well it sort of sidesteps all of that and just says well it's always been there so those are a few ideas on the body personality and soul and I believe there's probably more to say about this. We can probably put this in a more succinct way. Maybe we will talk about this again in the future. If you'd like to hear more talk about the soul, let me know in the comments. Let me know what you think. And I think that's probably enough to get us started with this idea. It's a very, very interesting idea. It really is just the beginning of the conversation as to where does the soul come from. And and so much in psychology is concerned with personality there is a very heavy emphasis on personality and so it would be good to sort of graduate beyond personality and get to the soul and really have that as a discussion that is practical as a new kind of high level psychology so thanks very much for tuning in hope you're having a good day and we'll be back soon with more